Audio Hop Podcasts. This episode of Fabulous at 50 podcast is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. With me is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi Jaydeep, good to be back. Hi Sudha. Uh this episode you know i mean when i read this chapter uh, it's called new kids on the block and i remember there's this 80s boy band so are you a big fan of theirs no no i don't even know what that is uh, this is about uh, new age kids hmm. and you won't you know i i'm beginning to think hmm. that dogs and cats and guinea pigs and rabbits hmm. are the new kids on the block oh okay. and i'll tell you all about it So exactly you know when i actually read the book and i started reading the chapter i figured out that you know you seem to encounter the weirdest animals in your life okay so i seem to be this sort of uh, animal magnet mm-hmm. and i seem to also be the person who uh, who sort of attracts all sorts of uh, uh, dog parents cat parents rabbit parents guinea pig parents you name it mm. and i know one friend who's adopted one of those animal species mm-hmm. and um, i really do think that animals and pets are the new kids on the block mm-hmm. you know the, the the amount of time energy and money that my friends spend on their uh, animals i actually envy them i think that there is this dog in the circle that i move in one of my closest friends and uh, they insist that uh, their dog buster mm-hmm. uh, which is a family dog their kids uh, their uh, their daughter actually owns the dog and they insist that the dog buster actually has the same iq uh, as the daughter who studied in harvard and uh, you 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 sit uh, on the sofa and you uh, uh, have chai with them and you mm. watch some television show with them and in the middle of you know right in the middle of an interesting scene they'll suddenly say hey that looks like buster and then they'll look at you and say you know what happened yesterday you know so and so um, our daughter was reading the newspaper and uh, buster doesn't like that uh, she doesn't share the newspaper with him so now it's come to a pass that in the family when the daughter reads the newspaper they insist they they insist that uh, the dog also is interested in reading the newspaper so, so the he dog gets, gets his own newspaper the do- dog gets part of the newspaper uh-huh. daughter reads part of the newspaper and uh, the cherry on the uh, cake is that they insist that if they were to take an iq test for mm. buster mm. it would be almost the same as the daughters and that buster would actually be eligible to get uh, you know admission into harvard and um, that's just the craziest thing i've heard <laughs> yes it is it is crazy and it is i have the craziest animal stories and mm. i love animals mm. uh, i love them from a distance because i've been bitten thrice on the backside <laughs> and that's a very painful place to oh, be yes. in oh, yes. so i my love for animals all animals is from an arms uh, distance i keep them at an arms distance but i have the most bizarre animal stories so the other day i went uh, to this uh, friend's place and i was carrying a chocolate cake for them a very special chocolate cake because i was visiting them after a long time mm-hmm. and i went 
and uh, the lady of the house and her daughter was there and they said why don't you have a seat and so i sat on a chair and almost as soon as i sat down a very plump cat mm. appeared out of nowhere and sat on my uh, freshly pedicured feet mm -hmm. and that was very uncomfortable because a pedicure costs a hell of a lot of money <laughs> and i was very painfully aware that you know my pedicure is getting uh, ruined uh, yeah a fat cat's bottom is sitting on that uh, <laughs> pedicure yeah and uh, i kind of uh, tried to nudge it out and i i didn't want to kick it because i knew that the family were a family of uh, cat, lovers. cat lovers so i tried to nudge it out and i was very uncomfortable i i, I tried a lot of things to get the cat off my feet but mm -hmm. it wouldn't move it wouldn't budge the more i tried the more uh, it positioned itself on mm -hmm. my feet mm -hmm. Finally, I asked the lady of the house, uh, you know, is there a reason why uh, the cat is refusing to move out of my, you know, away from my feet? And uh, the daughter kind of chimed in saying that, you you know, actually, auntie, you're sitting on uh, queen's, you know, queen's chair. Mm -hmm. So the, the cat is queen mm -hmm. and you're sitting on queen's uh, chair and queen is very, very possessive about uh, her chair. Ah. So I said, oh, should I then get up and find myself under the chair? And the lady of the house said, you know, that would be really nice. Could you please? <laughs> and then uh, she said, Queen, I have not heard you say good afternoon to Auntie Sudha. So would you say good afternoon and say thank you, Auntie Sudha for, you know, uh, getting off my chair and allowing me to sit there. And I was a little miffed with all this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, cat conversation. And I found myself a new chair. And as soon as I got off the chair, Queen sat on the chair and then, very balefully looked at me and glare. I almost thought that queen was glaring at me. Mm -hmm. she, and she looked like the headmistress of the school that uh, I went to once. And um, she once caught me scaling over the school compound mm -hmm. to go to the bakery next door to get a sweet bun. And that stare and the cat stare was the same. So the same this disapproving was stare. The same the disapproving doing? glare. <laughs> so there was a cat mistress and there was a headmistress. Mm -hmm. This cat mistress did not like me. You know, the headmistress was only angry with me for that particular, mm -hmm. you know, misconduct. Mm -hmm. But this cat mistress didn't like me at all. Mm -hmm. And it becomes, you know, the story does not end there. You know, then when lunchtime came around, we it became even more bizarre. So as soon as we sat down for lunch, eight of the of Queen's siblings turned up. Eight. So eight of them. My so God. so so it was Queen and eight siblings. So they all came from somewhere. You know, they all just appeared from wherever they were. And turns out that lunchtime is when they all come, mm -hmm. and then they all eat lunch with the family. So that day, I sit. I sat there, stricken uh, to my uh, you know chair. I was stricken because the chocolate cake that I had bought hoping that I would secretly, you know, secretly hoping that I would get a piece of it. That chocolate cake was uh, divided and uh, given, given to, to the, the cats, cats along with very, uh, very nicely fried uh, fish pieces and chicken and all of that. And uh, all the time the friend went saying, say thank you to Auntie Sudha. You know, the chocolate cake is lovely. Say thank you to Auntie Sudha. And I did not get a piece of my chocolate cake. That's terrible. And that's <laughs> terrible. And what was even worse was that uh, when I I decided to cut short my visit, I, I said that I had a meeting to go mm -hmm. to because I, I had had enough of first being trod on by uh, one cat and then having nine cats deprive me of my piece of chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. So I said I had to go. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, when I was leaving, mm. there were nine cats 
and two human faces at the window and um, what the lady of uh, lady of the house was telling the catchers say bye to auntie sudha and tell them that next time she should bring you a pineapple cake yeah right <laughs> i'm sure there's no next time for there is no cats. next time no no i'm sorry there's no next time so there is a contentious relation you have with animals but was it always like this actually not you know i i love animals hmm. and i my childhood was very different i think maybe it's when i was when i was young i've had a variety of pets hmm. so i've had a parrot for a pet i've had for a brief while before it escaped i had a tortoise mm-hmm. uh, for a uh, pet and you know you'll find it hard to believe but uh, the railway colony in which i lived back in the late mid 60s to the late 60s i lived in a suburban town uh, in mumbai mm-hmm. and in a railway uh, uh, quarter Colony. community my father was in the railways and so it was all railway men staying mm-hmm. together and one of the uh, you know motorman of one of the long distance trains one night he was driving down the ghats and he saw this uh, pair of eyes you mm-hmm. know uh, and he thought that there was an animal on the uh, track on the tracks. and he stopped just in time and then he walked down to see what it was it turned out to be a tiger cub now i'm 50 years old now i was probably <laughs> then 6 or 7 mm-hmm. years old so i'm not sure anymore whether it was a tiger or it was a leopard but it was a cat it was a, a big a cat big, a big fat cat it was a big cat, cat. Yeah. so it was a cat cub so it was i like to believe it was a tiger because no none of us who were then children hmm. none of us now know clearly whether it was a tiger or a leopard but it was definitely one of the big cats but it was one of the big cats hmm. so this uh, uh, friend's father who was driving the train he picked it up because he was worried that some train would uh, you know uh, right mow it down mm-hmm. so he brought it home and i can safely tell you that, that those were the happiest few days uh, of uh, our lives mm. you know every every morning before going to school we ca- we called him shera mm-hmm. and shera i mean not very imaginative <laughs> and shera lived in a small little cage it was not even a cage it was just a little something that like a play pen because right, it was right. small it was a baby right uh, so my friend's mother made a little pen for him to be in so that he wouldn't wander out and get hurt so every morning before going to school we would go and say hello we would cuddle it mm-hmm. pass it down from one lap to the other hug it and then go to school mm-hmm. and as soon as we came back from school we'd throw the school bag in a corner and again head out to see shera yeah. and this went on for quite a bit you know uh, maybe maybe a few weeks maybe a few months i'm not clear about it anymore but we did know that shera was growing fast mm-hmm. because once we were able to put him on our lap or hold him like he he was really tiny and suddenly he was becoming a plump big cat mm-hmm. and when he would swipe us playfully his paws actually his paws hurt us you know you could really feel yeah. yes we could actually feel that he's growing very fast and um, we didn't mind because he was he was the gentlest thing in the world you know he was such a cutie pie and then one evening we came uh, from school and we went to uh, this friend's house where shera was and we opened the door and we saw this friend's mother sitting morose on the veranda and she was crying mm-hmm. and we said where is shera she said the police took shera away oh my god and we were heartbroken yeah. we said why you know and the police station was right around the corner mm-hmm. in those days so we all ran there and we begged the policeman please leave him where is shera where is shera why have you picked him up and the policeman we all knew each other because mm-hmm. he the police station was in our community and we knew the policeman and they said that it is illegal for anybody to have wild animals in the yeah, house yeah i know that in the book you also talk about uh, this particular pet that you had that you were very attached to 
Kalu. Kalu, yes. Kalu was like the cutest little puppy in the world. You know, uh, I was given Kalu by a friend of my father hmm. uh, who knew that I loved animals. Hmm. Hmm. So, Kalu was, I think, maybe three days old or five days old. I don't know. He was small enough to actually fit in a soap box. He was hmm. so tiny. Hmm. And I, the instant I, you know, I saw this, he was like dark as the devil mm -hmm. and he was plump and he was tiny and mm -hmm. he could barely walk, you know, every mm -hmm. three steps he took, he would fall down mm -hmm. and then I would pick him up and hold him and he could go into my pocket. He was like really tiny mm -hmm. and um, I loved, I loved him totally and all my time, mm -hmm. you know, Sheru actually, uh, Kalu actually became the reason why I would head home first thing. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I was like, I was like the child who did not come home first mm. uh, after school. I would go hang around in the neighborhood, talk to friends. Uh, yeah, but generally. the dog, the Kalu but the dog was yeah. like, that Kalu was such a magnet for me that I would go home and just spend my entire evening with him. And every day. Mm -hmm. And I I would not entertain my friends because they also wanted to hold him. And mm -hmm. so I would just, I was very possessive about right. him. And then we had a great relationship till one day I came home. And I saw Kalu and he was going round and round in circles, chasing his own tail. And then, you know, my kindness took over, uh, uh, my imagination took over uh, me. So when I saw Kalu going round and round and round, uh, I thought maybe he has ticks. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you know, maybe that's because I've not given him a bath. Mm -hmm. And how, and, and I said, I'm such a bad friend of Kalu. You know, I should have done something for mm -hmm. him. I've been so unthoughtful. And so I picked up uh, Kalu and I took him to the bathroom and I dunked him three times in the mm. bucket. Mm. And then I gave him a good scrub with soap mm -hmm. and washed him uh, thoroughly. Uh, and when I came back to the house, he slid under the sofa, which was like his favorite spot to sleep. When we woke up the next morning, Kalu had fever. And I hated to go to school that day, but my mom said, nothing doing, you have to go to school. I'll look after Kalu. When I came back home, Kalu was dead. Oh my and God. that just broke my heart, you know, because he was imagine. like a slice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a young girl and yeah. Kalu was like the center of my universe. Mm -hmm. So I was heartbroken. So I've always had a great relationship with uh, pets, with animals. Right. Uh, no, I mean, talking of pets, I mean, I love pets myself. And you know, one of the things I did was my mother turned 60 recently. I gifted her a puppy. I'm like, now, you know, you're going to be home. Take care of this thing. Wow. <laughs> I see a lot of this happening, you yeah. know. Uh, there, a lot of this happening. A lot of my friends are the same age as me, 50s mm. and 60s. Mm. And what I've realized is when the children leave the house and the house is empty, mm. pets become the new kids mm. to mm. these, uh, you know, pet parents. Right. I have any number of friends who have uh, dogs. And um, sometimes I laugh uh, at them. Sometimes I laugh with them. But mostly what happens is your friends stop having any time for you mm. because they're so busy uh, taking the pet to the salon or taking the pet to birth pet birthday parties mm -hmm. or, or having pet picnics and um, all of these things. There are pet you know, cafes now. There are pet cafes, things. yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I believe there are pet cafes and there are pet desserts. Yeah. And so sometimes I whine and say that, you know, you, you guys are not available to us anymore. You're all the time with your pets. And I have a friend who actually went uh, abroad with, uh, her pet because she said I feel guilty when I don't take my pet along when I go abroad so the run, there are a lot of lot, uh, running around if you have to get, get, uh, travel mm. with a pet there's a lot of right. paperwork involved you actually even uh, spoke about an anecdote about a pet birthday party there was a pet attended. there was there was I did not uh, attend a, I draw you know you draw I have, a line somewhere <laughs> yeah I draw, I, I draw the line at 
pet birthday parties but yeah. my 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 daughter is a petisserie chef mm. and um, i once called her and i could see you know i could see that i could hear a lot of dis- you know barking and stuff happening in the mm. background and i would say where are you you know are you on the street somewhere mm. should i call you back mm. she said no mom i'm at uh, a friend's uh, uh, pet birthday party dog birthday party and i said so what are you doing there it's a dog birthday party said oh she's my best friend and she said that you have to come for my pet's birthday party and also she said that since you are a since you are a petisseur mm-hmm. you have to make the return gifts for uh, this so she had spent the entire afternoon making uh, pet cupcakes for oh return gifts for the for the other people who come for the, no for the dogs for the dogs, for the dogs. Oh. so the dog <laughs> brings a gift for the other dog and the dog's owner gives return gifts to the dogs so all of this uh, all of this happened this really is bizarre i actually once heard of a friend one of my friends went through this the dog snored all night and the dog shared the couple's bedroom and so this friend would roam around like a zombie during the day because mm. she can't sleep mm-hmm. because in addition to snoring the mm-hmm. dog also has restless leg syndrome mm-hmm. so it keeps thrashing around in bed and so my friend is mostly like a zombie because she can't sleep she has not had sleep during I'm, the day i'm very worried about my mother now <laughs> they but but i also think secretly hmm. when they get to be my age a lot of people's children have gone away so pets are a great way to sort of uh, not be lonely and hmm. not to miss your children uh, i also secretly thinks that uh, think that uh, people love pets because they give you unconditional love hmm. they don't uh, argue with you they don't back answer you right um, and they don't swipe your credit card Absolutely. and buy gizmos Absolutely. for themselves so i guess a lot of people in their 50s start uh, getting pets so for people in their 50s what do you have to say about pets you know from what i'm seeing around me i think it's a great way hmm. for people in their 50s or people in of any age uh, it's a great way you know uh, to have a joyful life because i think pets add a lot of joy to your life True. they give you love unconditionally yeah. i'm fairly sure i'm never going to get a pet because i just don't have the patience uh, required for all of that hard work mm-hmm. um, but i think it's a great way to not be lonely mm-hmm. everybody has their poison mm-hmm. uh, this is not mine right um, i have friends who actually invite me to you know their pet vacations mm-hmm. they say why don't you get there used to be a time when people who did not have children were given endless advice on how to have children go to this doctor try that therapy uh, go to this clinic mm. these days i find my fan, uh, friends actually advising me to get a pet and they say why don't you get a pet why don't you buy a dog or a cat or you know and the carrot is that you can come to our uh, pet, pet vacations. vacations and you will have company all the time so your final word on pets is like them or love them but that's your business yes yeah do what you want yes i think that's a great place to end the episode thank you suda Thank you very much. Till next time, stay fabulous and stay feisty. Hold up. 